Hey everyone and welcome to Cash Out. My name is Kenneth Suna. Cash Out is my weekly YouTube show where I talk about what happened in the stock market last week and what might happen next week. However, uh, this episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to try to keep it short because last week's was over an hour or something. I don't even remember anymore. I've lost track of so much stuff. Um, personally, these last few days for me have been absolutely insane in a good way. Um, kind of, and in, a, in an exhausting, like mentally exhausting. I tried to film this earlier today. Um, so the intro to the show with, with the snow was when I was trying to film it. It is now 6, 6.46. It's, it's uh, getting a little later um, because when I was trying to film it early, I got into a little bit of a tantrum with myself because my phone kept like stopping the, the recording and I just like got into a little hissy fit. So I took a nap <laughs> and uh, came back a little refreshed and I'm going to try again um, Cash Out is the weekly YouTube show where I talk about markets. I answer your TikTok questions. If you follow me on TikTok, um, I try my hardest to respond to every DM and every comment that I get for the most part, right? There's a lot of trolls. There's a lot of jerks. There's a lot of people on there who are, you know, not contributing anything. There's a lot of really, really good questions though. Really good questions from people who don't know anything about investing and wanna learn. That's why I'm here and that's why I have this YouTube channel. That's why I have my TikTok account. I'll give you the, the glossy once over. Glossy? A gloss over the once over. I'll give you the abbreviated version. When I was 18, all the way back in 2003, uh, so you can do the math, I'm, I'm 35 now. Um, I wanted to be a professional wrestler. And I was, I was lucky enough to have a mom who was super supportive of my dream. Most parents say like, no, go to college first. Well, we know what happens. You go to college, you live in a city, you have rent, you can't afford, you have student loans that you can't afford, you have to work a job. Maybe, you're, maybe you have changed as a person and you majored in criminology, but now you're deciding you don't really like it. But hey, you've got this $80,000 degree and loans at 17%. What are you going to do? You got to pay them off and you live in a city and you have rent and blah, blah, blah. Before you know it, you're married. You live out in the suburbs, you got two kids, you have a house that you can barely afford, student loans now that you're still paying off, and uh, your parents go like, are you happy? And you go like, you know, well, you know, I have all these things, but I always wanted to be fill in the blank. And you told me to play it safe. And that's what parents do, right? They tell their kids to play it safe because, you know, they're looking out for your best interest. My mom was uh, cool enough or progressive enough to say, you're only young once, you wanna be a professional wrestler. A lot of people, this is a young person's game, Nobody, nobody's getting started in a pro wrestling career in their 40s, you know, maybe some people are, but for the most part, you know, you're retiring by the time you're 40. You're not starting. Um, so she said, go, you can always do school later. I broke my back. I went to the same school, by the way, if you're a wrestling fan, that Kofi Kingston, if you're familiar with the New Day, if you if you know the New Day and you know Kofi, uh, we went to the same school. Not at the same time, I don't know him, but we went to the same school. Anyway, I fell out of the ring, I landed on the cement, I broke my back, came home, worked in the restaurant industry for several years as a line cook and expediter and food runner and etc. And um, I worked double shifts, I lived at home, which is why I was able to save up so money. People, people, so much money. People always say, "How do you, you know, it takes money to make money? How did you come into all this money to trade stocks?" Because I lived at home. I wasn't making any big money. I never went to college. I never got a nine to five in an, in an office somewhere. Um, I worked. I worked in the restaurant industry. Right when I was a line cook, I made ten dollars an hour. 
Um, when I worked in the uh, fitness industry, which came after the restaurant industry, uh, I made $7.25 an hour. Um, and I got to a point where they were like, would you like to do membership sales? Would you like to be in management? And I was just like, no. No, I see how you treat them. It's, it's uh, micromanagers. They were, um, you know, they belittled and insulted and demeaned the membership consultants on a daily. And they had quotas and it wasn't even like realistic quotas. They were just, you know, you don't get to leave so you make another sale today. It was not a culture I wanted to be part of anymore. But I wanted to learn, I wanted to know what else to do. And I don't know, you know, what else am I going to do? All I had pipe dream. All I wanted to do was be a pro wrestler. So there was a guy at my gym and he was uh, into stocks as well. He was much older and I thought old equals wise. So I'll listen to him without doing any of my own due diligence, right? I will just listen to a stranger who's telling me what to do with my hard earned money. Because I thought stocks are going to be easy. He's going to tell me what to do. I'm going to buy stuff. I'm going to get rich. And then I can figure out what I want to do when I don't have that concern of what am I going to do for money? Because he's going to tell me what to do. I'm going to buy all these stocks. I'm going to get rich. So I would buy stocks and companies that no one's ever heard of that are penny stocks back then. And they're still penny stocks today. If, if they're even still around, you know, some of them went belly up and I started losing money. And, uh, it dawned on me that like, maybe I shouldn't be listening to strangers telling me what to do. Reminds me a lot of what I'm seeing today on TikTok. Um, where strangers are saying, don't sell because this stock is going to this price. How do you know? Well, some guy on Reddit told me. Oh, well, some guy on Reddit told you. Look, there's a lot of very smart people on Reddit. Look what they managed to do on Wall Street bets. They managed to like hobble Wall Street, you know, who has been historically hobbling us. You know, they give out predatory loans. They, 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 uh, the markets crashed. They got bailouts. We paid those bailouts with our tax dollars. Um, you know, uh, they, they, they just, they go on the news, they tell us panic, sell everything. Then the next day they come out and they go, Hey, markets are looking great today. We're buying everything. It's like a, you know, they just, they just, but they're very smart. These wall street people, they're very smart and they're very calculating and they're very evil. And they figured out ways to do this and game the system and take advantage without regulations. And now the people of Reddit have figured out how to punk them. And some of them are very smart, but some of them are just cut and pasting the stuff that they have seen. Don't sell. It's going here. It's going there. How do you know? We don't. That's the problem. As a stock trader for the last 10 years, one of the things that I look at are support and resistance lines on charts. And I look at the one month and the three month chart and I make a decision on what I think the stock could do in a period of time based on where it's been recently. No guarantees. Just because it did something once doesn't mean it'll do it again. However, you know, the more it happens, the more likely it is to continue happening until something changes. So I can look at a stock and I can go, oh yeah, based on the last month, this stock has gone from $3 to $3.30 and $3 to $3.30 and $3 to $3.30. So next time it's $3, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take a stab in the dark here and go, it's probably gonna get to $3.30. Might not, might get a little close, the, the charts might change. And at that point, that's when I click and take my profit. The problem with this current situation with AMC and, uh, and GameStop and others is there's no way to know. There's just no way to know because I don't think in my lifetime I've never seen anything like this before. Um, obviously short squeezes happen all the time, but they've never been mobilized by all of Reddit. And, uh, and that's why this is a little bit different, right? And let's talk about short squeezes too, or let's talk about shorts in general. 
I have other videos on explaining what shorts are, so I'm not going to get into the specifics of very much in this week's episode of Cash Out, but when you short a stock, it's because you think the fundamentals of the company are bad. And people can disagree, right? It's always been, there's, there's always been this battle between the longs and the shorts. The people who believe long-term in the company and the people who believe short-term this company's garbage. And the people who believe that the company is garbage short the stock, hoping to drive the price lower to what they think is a fair valuation. And then of course, when it gets to there, uh, they buy it. You know, I mean, maybe, I don't know, not all the time. And they come out and they change their tune and they go, this is a buy now. We see great things for this company. Or they drive the company into the ground and, you know, the company goes bankrupt or whatever. Uh, it reminds me of the scene in Wall Street, one of my favorite movies ever. Wall Street, uh, Bud Fox is talking to Gordon Gecko, and he goes, Bud Fox says, why are you wrecking this company? And Gordon Gecko goes, because it's wreckable. That, that's the reason. It's wreckable. That's why. And, you know, there's no regulations on Wall Street for this kind of thing. These speculative plays, right? Let's just crash a company and fuck them. Uh, I'm seeing so many people nowadays on, on TikTok say, how come this is legal? Why is this allowed to happen? Why are the banks allowed to do this? Why are the banks giving margin accounts, borrowed money to investors who have zero experience and no money really to their name in the first place. It's like those predatory loans. They're giving people with no experience the ability to borrow humongous sums of money. And when those trades go south and those people lose, they get margin called. The bank comes and says, give us the money or we're gonna go into your account and we're gonna start selling your stuff to make up for the loss that you have, uh, you have incurred. And um, that shouldn't happen. Inexperienced investors shouldn't be allowed to borrow on margin, just like the guy who works at Starbucks shouldn't be able to go and buy an $800,000 house. The money's just not there if he, you know, and, and the interest rate anyway would be just crippling for a guy like that. So, but they do this, this is what they do. Um, and the question is, why is this allowed? Why can, uh, why can uh, a hedge fund short 140% of the shares outstanding or of the, um, 140% of the stock when there's only 100%, right? They're shorting 40% more than is available. Why is that allowed? And when these questions come up, everyone's saying they should be regulated, they should be regulated. You know who's gonna end up being regulated? is us. And if you need proof, look at what Robinhood did last week. They restricted your buying power. Now, Ameritrade did too, but they restricted you on margin. And I know some people are saying, I have a cash account and I was restricted too. I don't know what's going on. I think a lot of this stuff is gonna come out later in the next couple days and weeks. We'll get more answers. As I personally get those answers, I will be updating on TikTok uh, to explain to people, because I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, we're gonna end up being the ones who get regulated. They're gonna move the goalposts. They're gonna change the laws in the middle of the game. Um, Wall Street is going, you know, I saw a lot of people saying, this is how it's, I said, this is a once in a lifetime event. And I got a lot of people giving me a lot of slack um, or flack saying like, you're wrong, dude, you're wrong. We own Wall Street now. We brought them to their knees and this is how it's gonna be forever. It's not true. It's not true. You figured out a way to punk them. They got hurt and they're going to regroup, come back stronger, mobilize, 
and make sure that this is never allowed to happen again. Um, and by the way, there's a lot of hedge funds that are shorting it, but there's a lot that also own it. And so the more you're pushing AMC and GameStop to the moon, bruh, the richer some of these hedge funds are getting. So while you're hurting a few, you're also helping a lot. And, and by the way, if that's not a bad thing, by the way, that you're helping some of these hedge funds, because a lot of these hedge funds and a lot of these institutions, not even just hedge funds, but institutions, manage stuff like teacher pension plans. And in those teacher pension plans is stock in AMC. So imagine now for a second that your fund has, you know, 5 million shares of AMC um, or, or, or less, you know, a million shares, 500. These companies, these funds are now making humongous profits, um, which is, you know, not bad if we're talking about teacher pensions. That's, that's, that's not so bad. So, but there are also hedge funds that are, they're racking in, in, in humongous sums of money and they're not, they're not teacher funds. So just be cognizant of that. Like you're, you're helping others get fabulously wealthy and there's other hedge funds and, and very wealthy investors who along for the ride. They're piggybacking on what Reddit is doing and they're getting stinking rich and they own the majority of the shares, by the way, uh, outstanding. And so when the day comes that they're, you know, they're, they've had their fund, they've made their billions, they'll start dumping their shares and it'll, it'll crash. And Reddit can't hold the support. They can't. I know I see a lot of people saying, hold, don't sell, hold, don't sell. We got to hold them and, you know, hold the line and band together and all that. But the numbers just aren't there, unfortunately. They outnumber us with their buying power. You know, if there's 100 million shares outstanding, um, and we can get into the float and all of that stuff later, but let's say, well, the float is going to be a little bit less. So the shares outstanding are what is just available, is what the company has released, 100 million shares. The float might be 80 million shares, and the 20 million difference is usually in employee buyback plans and uh, executives. So to us, for trading, for hedge funds, institutions, and retail investors, we get 80 million um, in this scenario. But like 70% seven, like of those 80 million shares are owned by the hedge funds, and they're owned by multiple hedge funds, and some are shorting, but some also own. And so it's important to understand, like when you hear all these, uh, some of these very p people are well-intentioned, like let's, let's make Wall Street suffer, but they're also uninformed because we, we can't, you know, if there's, if there's 80 million shares and uh, 60 million of them are owned by institutions, 20 million are owned by us. What can we possibly do? You know, when they sell, that's it. And they'll make money on the short side too. So it's important to, to address that as well. Um, but I got off of, uh, of what I was intending to say at the beginning when I was talking about the wrestling, cause that's what I do. I just go on these like absurdly long tangents. Um, when I, when I started this, so the wrestling thing, I wanted to be a wrestler. We're going all the way back to the beginning. I wanted to be a wrestler, broke my back, worked in the restaurant, worked in the fitness industry, saved, studied. When I was leaving the fitness industry, I decided, you know, I want to go into stocks. I don't want to work a nine to five. I don't want to work in retail anymore. I don't want to be micromanaged and belittled and insulted by managers. Um, I think I like the stock market. Even though I lost a lot of money listening to that guy, it, it appealed to me. And one of the things we see is, by the way, we see a lot of people, here's another tangent. We see a lot of people who get very hurt on these kinds of trades. Like not just, not just this in this moment, but any, any kind of hot trade on Wall Street people start finding, oh, you should buy this, you should buy that. So they buy at the tippy tippy top without doing their research because they say, oh, this stock went up 80%. And 
and I missed that rally. I'm gonna buy now because I want another 80% rally only because I missed the last one and I'm upset. So I'm gonna buy it and hope it goes up another 80%. Not how any of this stuff works. And so they end up drop, the stock drops, they end up sitting on some massive loss because they don't know to cut in time. Just like I didn't know to cut in time 12 years ago. Get out, cut your losses, it's risk management. They don't know that. And so what ends up happening to them is they go, oh, you know what, investing is not for me. I tried, no you didn't. You didn't try investing and frankly you didn't try trading either. You just were gambling um, on, on a hot trend. And I'm seeing a lot of people do this now with Dogecoin and you know Musk comes out. Look, I don't know what Musk owns. Maybe he owns it, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's selling it along the way and manipulating people, maybe he isn't. I really don't know. Um, but when these super fabulously wealthy people, not Musk, just other people in general, come out and say, everyone start buying, they've probably already purchased. And as the crowds swarm in to buy, they unload and they never update you to say, hey, by the way, I sold. Um, some of them do. I think Portnoy said that he was taking profits along the way. Uh, Chamath also said that he was taking profits along the way. Um, but I don't know if, if they said that in the beginning, right? When they say, hey, everyone go and start buying, but also don't be afraid to take profits. I don't know what they said because I haven't been following because I tend to be kind of like an insulated trader. I'm an introvert. I live by myself. I do my own thing. And, um, you know, for the last eight years that I've been trading, there was no social media for me. I, um, I lived in my little bubble of stocks, right? I traded my 15 stocks over the course of a year. Uh, I made my money and people always go like, are you a millionaire? And for me, the goal was never to become a millionaire. The goal for me was to mimic what I'd be making working a job out there. So if I was making $200 a day or $1,000 a week or whatever I was making in retail, that was simply my goal. You know, a lot of people go, well, if I'm not gonna be a millionaire trading stocks, I don't wanna do it. Why not? You're not a millionaire right now. And I get that it's different for a lot of people, right? They have children, they have families, they have partners, elderly parents, homes, debts. It's, it's not that easy to make the transition to something like this, especially the learning curve can take a while. So you have these people who, um, you know, sometimes it's not in the cards for them um, if they can't make lots and lots of money. And I totally understand that. Uh, in my case though, um, I didn't have any of that. I was living at home and I was working in the restaurant industry and I was saving, saving, saving. And, um, oh, what was I gonna say? Oh no, it's one of those things where I, I go on so many tangents at once that I forget what I was talking about. Um, well, the goal was to mimic what I was making. That's always been my goal. Mimic what I was making. And if I make more, that's fantastic. Um, I just want to live my own life, work in my little stock bubble. I trade my 10 to 15 stocks per year over and over. And I don't pay attention to social media. I, prior to this whole TikTok thing, I didn't have any friends who were stock traders. I didn't have any friends who were in finance. I didn't have any friends who knew anything about money or liked talking about it. Um, I was very insulated in this world of like, it was just me and a couple of stocks that I had found via screeners and occasionally maybe putting on the news and going, oh, this looks interesting and then typing it up and seeing what's up. Um, and now what I'm noticing through TikTok is people are always trying to chase the next big thing, right? They're always like, what's the next Kodak? What's the next Genius Brands? What's the next this? What's the next that? Is this one going to that price? Tesla went here from there to there. So this can go from there to there too, right? And they don't understand stuff like what I was saying earlier about, about shares outstanding. Um, 
the, the more shares available, the harder it is to move the stock, right? It's supply and demand. There's a lot of them, so it's going to be hard to move. Um, but it's also going to be very easy to move to the downside when these funds start dumping their shares because they own the majority. Um, so in, in, this, in the case of GameStop and AMC, GameStop, GameStop had uh, under 70 million shares outstanding, and they had humongous short interest. So when it gets squeezed, of course it's going to fly because supply and demand, there's not a lot of shares and there's a lot of people. Um, AMC has way more shares, 300 million, I think, available. And their short interest uh, was 42%. Now it's closer to 80%. So the number has climbed. So there will be potentially another AMC squeeze. I don't know where it's going to go or how much. No, nobody does. And that's what's kind of scary about all this. Nobody really knows where it could go. Um, if you, you know, and so that's the thing is like, where do you take your profits, right? If you're listening to this guy on Reddit, but you're also listening to that guy on Reddit, and there's that person on TikTok who's telling you something else, and and uh, you are, um, you know, uh, you've been affected by COVID, maybe, you know, maybe you are, oh, you owe six months back rent, you know, maybe you owe, um, maybe you're going to be evicted, maybe you're going to lose your job, maybe you're waiting on food bank, uh, on lines at food banks, maybe you need this money. And part of you is like, wow, I can't believe the profit that I have. But the other part of you is like, this guy over here says it's going to 100. And someone else said 250. But then there's someone else saying 30. Who do I listen to? And that's what's so frightening about this because technical analysis can't help us here. It's, it's really, there's no way to know. This could continue to rally for many more days or not. Uh, so for, for me, I have been taking my profits steadily along the way. Now people are saying you're a coward. The reality is this isn't my fight. You know, for the people who want to bring down Wall Street, you do you. Um, for me, I have bills to pay and I sell my stocks uh, in order to pay my bills and have food on the table. And so of course I'm going to take profits. You know, my goal usually is to take profits when I'm up 200 bucks on my day trades. On my swing trades, it's a little higher. Um, the gains here for AMC are just absurd. And so of course I'm going to take some, but I also like what the Wall Street bet guys are doing here, trying to give Wall Street a taste of their own medicine. So I'm in it too. I'm holding my AMC stock now. I'm not selling, but I, I, I will at some point, of course, because this is a game for me about making money to pay bills and eat and survive. Um, I don't have a job. I don't have a nine to five. I don't, I don't want to go and get a retail job somewhere. So for me, I lock in my gains. You, you don't like me for that? Okay, I don't have to appease everybody. Um, but the thing is, we don't know who to listen to. So for what I've been doing, I've been selling a little bit and I'm holding the rest and I have price points in my head where I think if it gets here and I'll have made this much, I'll sell a little. If it gets a little higher, I'll sell a little more. If it gets a little higher, I'll sell a little more. And then I will, of course, hold the rest just kind of for shits and giggles and see what happens. But I'm prepared for that amount that I could lose it. Um, anyway, I have these books on my table because I was I was leading somewhere with the, uh, the gym thing and I got distracted multiple times. So I am going to stay on topic this time. When I was working at the gym and I was thinking this could be my ticket out of here, these stocks, I was wrong. I lost a lot of money listening to this guy who didn't know anything. And that's when it dawned on me, hey, if I'm gonna do this, so you hear a lot of people say, I, I tried investing and I got scared, but you weren't investing, you were gambling, you were listening to strangers, just like I was. 
I listened to the stranger. He told me, uh, buy these stocks. And I went home and I bought them. He wasn't a licensed broker. He wasn't a financial advisor. Just like some of these people on TikTok and Reddit and, and YouTube saying buy and do. And, and I'm not just talking about GameStop and this whole, this whole latest thing. I'm just talking in general. People go on the internet and they go, what do you think? What do you think? And the reason I have this channel is to empower you to become a self-sufficient trader so you don't have to go on TikTok and ask some guy, maybe it's me, maybe it's someone else, hey, what should I do? I can't tell you what to do. And anyone else who is telling you if they're, if they're uh, not licensed or not a, you know, a certified you know, broker, financial advisor, it's illegal. And they don't know your financial situation. So they shouldn't be telling you. They don't know what money you have, how much you make, if you have debts or student loans. So I decided I'm done listening to other people. They don't know what they're talking about. Some do, but the guys that I was listening to didn't, and I was losing a lot of money. So what I did was I hopped on the old Google and I found this book. And in my link tree, I have these books available. The links are there. Um, on TikTok, it says that the link tree is unsafe. I don't know why everyone on TikTok who has a link tree in their bio has that same warning. It, it really just, it just really goes to link tree. So I don't know what's going on. Um, but if you don't want to click on the link tree, here's the book. The guy's name is Nicholas Darvis. He wrote this book in 1960, which means he was trading in the fifties. And, um, he, he didn't really invent momentum investing, but he definitely put it on the map. He figured out what was going on here with these stocks that were hitting new highs and continuing to go higher. And I read this book. And I thought, there's no way it's still going to work today, right? It's, it's 2008 or 2009 back then when I got this. There's no way it's going to work. But I thought it was very interesting nonetheless. And the more I traded, what I was doing when I, when I first started was I was putting in just a little amount, right? I wasn't putting in $10,000 per trade. I was putting in a couple hundred. And I would make nothing money-wise, but, but I wasn't paying attention to the dollars. I was paying attention to the percentage. Because if I could take a, a little bit of money and just see how these markets work, Oh, I can make 12%. If I had invested 10,000 or 5,000 or $3,000 and I had made 12%, what would I have? Oh, I would have made this much money. So it's giving me the confidence now. I'm testing baby steps with small amounts of money. I don't care that I'm making nothing. And I know that's a bummer, right? Everyone wants to just hop in and start making big money right away. But for me back then, the way I did it was I just started very, very small and I got the confidence. Oh, I can make 12%. Ooh, I made 15%. Oh, this one is up 23%. Uh-oh, I lost 7%. Oh, no, I lost 9%. Oh, I don't like losing 9 and 7%. I want to lose less. Okay, I'll lose 4% on my trades. Investment's totally different story. Um, but for trades, you know, they're so volatile. If that thing goes south, I've got a lot of money tied into it, hypothetically. I don't want a 10% loss. I don't want a 15% loss. 3 to 5% for me is much more manageable to lose. So if you look at traders, they'll say like, oh, I'm up 12%, 15%, 18%, 9%, 30%. And you say, well, what are your losses? And they go 4%, 4%, 4%, 4%, because that's when they know to get out. So I'm getting experience, I'm building up my confidence, and I decided I needed to learn a little bit more, and that's when I bought this book. And, um, you know, it says right there, 2010 edition. That's when I bought this book, it's, 20, it's 2021. Everything in this book you could find on investopedia.com or other websites like that. The thing I like about the book is if you're new to this, you don't know necessarily what to look for. You don't, you don't know what to Google. How are you going to Google something you never heard of? Um, so I like having it all in the book. 
If you want to buy the book, you can click on the link tree. If you don't want to click on the link tree because it says that it's unsafe for whatever reason, here it is. You can buy the book. I really like this book. If you, if you want to see, it is highlighted like crazy. I mean, the highlighter has probably faded over the years, but I highlighted, I learned more from this book. I highlighted like a mother and, um, and I still refer to it sometimes because it's there. So I recommend those two books to help get you started. And once I read those books and I had been practicing for a while, I thought, okay, now's the time for me to exit the gym. I had it with this place. I was gonna quit anyway, and then they fired me because I was a difficult employee, <laughs> and I always fought back. Like the, the the gym, the gym had a front desk. The desk came up to like mid chest. If your shirt wasn't tucked in, you got a write up. If you were wearing, you remember back in the day, those Adidas pants, the gym pants with the white stripes down the side. If you were wearing those, you got a write up because you couldn't you couldn't wear anything else but all black. And since those pants had white stripes, ooh, against the rules. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay, like the desk comes up to here. I don't even have to be wearing pants. Nobody can even see my pants. Who cares? And they're like, it's the policy. It's in the handbook. So I would fight with these guys so frequently. And I was just always clashing heads with these managers. And finally, we both kind of had enough. And that was the end of that. Um, so I left the gym uh, because I was fired. And I thought, good, this was the push I needed. I'm ready to start trading. I had enough money saved up over the years. Uh, from working double shifts in the restaurant industry and um, and uh, in the fitness industry. And so I, I began and it took me a while. It took, a, it took about a year and a half while I was still working in the fitness industry to get my, uh, to get my uh, experience built up and my confidence. And then when I was fired, I was pretty much on my own. And the, the, the best timing for me personally was um, was that uh, Obama had just been elected and markets were on a tear because because they were. It was a bull market during his terms. And that can be a little bit, it's, a, it's great, but it can also be a little bit of a, uh, a mind fuck because it makes you think that you're really good at this, right? You're just picking stocks left and right and they're all flying. I'm having like next to no losses. Everything's going up. I'm picking great stocks because I'm using screeners. I'm using websites that help like investors.com posts, the highest volume trades, the, high, the stocks that are hitting new highs. I, I set up stock screeners to show me stocks that are hitting new highs in a, in a, in a bull market. Everything's hitting new highs because everything's always going up and there are very few down days uh, except for like minor pullbacks and, and normal corrections. And so you think that you are a stock god when you're brand new to this because you know it's a bull market. In bear markets or, or very volatile choppy markets like we've had the last four years, things change. So I swing trade during Obama or, or, or bull markets in general. When we have very volatile markets like what we've had over the last couple of years, I tend to switch more to day trading because anything can change at the drop of a hat and I don't wanna be stuck holding something when it tanks overnight. And if you say, well, just set a stop loss, stop losses don't work overnight. So if you say, if the stock goes down 10%, 5%, get out overnight, that stock could drop 30%. The stock loss won't trigger. So you'll wake up the next morning with a 30% loss, which is why it's important to always pay attention to after hours as well. Um, you know, the day doesn't just end at four. After hours goes to eight. Pre-market starts at four in the morning. Uh, I'm not up at four in the morning. I usually don't like to wake up early unless I have to. Um, so anyway, I... Uh, I caution you, if you are new here right now and you're crushing it, markets aren't always like this. 
Um, even under Trump, they weren't like, they weren't this volatile. Even under Obama, they weren't that level. You know, it's different all the time. The markets are always changing. Um, and so you need to be prepared and you need to have a lot of different strategies. And I'm getting questions on TikTok about those strategies right now. And uh, I'm getting so many questions that I cannot keep up. And um, do you know, do you know like uh, when, when a little kid wants to be an actor their whole life and then they actually become one and they win the Oscar. And the reporter says, in your wildest dreams, did you ever think you would win this Oscar? And the actor goes, nope. Come on, dude, of course he did because you used to be in the shower holding your shampoo bottle when you're eight years old going, I'd like to thank the Academy and my agent and my parents. Of course you, in your wildest dreams, you did. You know, I, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a professional wrestler. I had that little styrofoam WWF belt that I would walk around the house holding the belt up into the air thinking I was the champion. Of course, in my wildest dreams, I envisioned that I would be the champion. You know, if they ever asked me, do you think you'd be the champion? Yeah, of course I thought I'd be the champion. Everyone does. Everyone thinks they're going to be the greatest and the best. Um, whether they actually, you know, and that's in their wildest dreams. You know, also people are, are grounded in reality and they think it probably won't happen. But boy, how cool would it be if it did? It's the same when you go to the lottery and you buy a lottery ticket. Uh, you know, you know you're not going to win that lottery ticket. But boy, wouldn't it be cool if you did? Um, and so when people win the lottery tickets, did you ever think you'd win it? I mean, you know, yeah, I thought I would because that's how we are. I think that every time I walk in, this is going to be the one. Um, I never wanted to be a stock talk YouTube tutorial guy. I cannot believe, genuinely, like sincerely, I cannot believe what has happened in the last few days on my TikTok account. I started TikTok in April, so it hasn't even been a full year. Um, you know, it hasn't even been a full year yet. And I started it, if you're following me, uh, if you know my story by now, if you don't, if you're new here, that's why I'm kind of doing this whole recap video for me because I picked up so many new followers. I'm also allergic to my house plant, so it makes my nose itch. If you're following me, um, you know, but if you don't know, um, the reason I started this whole thing was because when Trump was coming out on TV every day a couple years ago saying stock markets are all time high, all of my friends who listen to the, new, to the news um, were coming and saying like, should I be investing? Should I be investing? Should I be a part of this? So I started to sit down and show them how to trade, how to open up accounts, how to get everything set up. And for some, I showed them like technical analysis, charts and, and, and all that. And um, it was getting to be a little bit much because like I said, I live in my little insulated bubble. I don't pay attention to outside stuff. And one of the things when I go on TikTok are so many comments from people looking for the next big thing. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? What do you think of this? What do you think of that? And I, I've never heard of half of these companies because I'm insulated. I, I, I know my 10 or my 15 or my 20 stocks that I trade over the course of a year. That's pretty much it. I don't pay attention to stuff. I don't have friends who are you know in finance. I do now because of TikTok. I've made a lot of great friends um, who are actually friends, like we talk. Um, so I finally have like friends in, in, the, in the stock world, but you know, they do their thing and I do my thing and we don't always share ideas. Um, I live in this insulated world and I'm getting bombarded with messages. So I started this thing. I started it on Instagram and I picked up about 185 followers. And that was it. After a full year, full year, 185 followers. And I thought, boy, I'm spending a lot of time on YouTube. I'm spending a lot of time on Instagram and I'm not getting anywhere and I just wanted to help. You know, I really did it to help my friends. 
Um, I, I told my friends, you know, they would all show up. Can you show me? Can you show me? Can you show me? And I thought, boy, it would be easier if I just put this into video format. And then when they ask me, I can just say, here, look, watch this video, because everyone was roughly asking the same kind of questions. And I would make these videos and I'd put them up on YouTube. And I thought, gee, if, if I can help a couple people, maybe I can help a couple more. Um, and so I thought, I'll just make these videos public. First, they're private, just by invite for my friends and stuff. But then I thought, you know, I'll open it up to everyone else. And then I thought, well, how can I drive more people to this? I'll open an Instagram account. And uh, I'll just like do little mini clips. Like, here's what I'm gonna talk about on YouTube today or whatever. And it never went anywhere on Instagram. And I was getting discouraged. And I thought, I thought this was gonna be a fun project. And I was gonna help people and nobody's watching. And eh, I'm spending a lot of time. I'm getting nowhere, I'm gonna quit. And a friend said, hey, go on TikTok. Sorry, that thing that, that, uh, that I was talking about at the beginning of the show happened again. I'm in the middle of the video, it cuts off. Anyway, uh, my friend said, you know, open a TikTok account. And I thought, TikTok, that's like the app where like the teenage girls are like dancing in their bedrooms. I'm 35, I don't wanna be on that thing. Uh, and he was like, no, 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 TikTok has changed. And there aren't many stock people on there. This is an untapped market for you, get in there. There's only a couple. I thought, all right, I'll join. And within the first couple of weeks, uh, I had over a few thousand followers. And I thought it was a joke. I thought like someone had hired one of those like, you know, oh, we'll, we'll, you know, pay to count things just to mess with me. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, how is this happening right now? Um, TikTok was a, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. It was amazing. And when I hit 10,000, I couldn't believe it um, because it was never something that I had wanted to do, right? It wasn't like I wanted to be the world champion. So when I become world champion, I'm like, well, there was a little part of me that kind of thought this would always happen. There was nothing like that because it was unintended. I didn't intend to do this. Um, so I'm really caught off guard by this. Like it's a lot of, uh, it's cool. I'm grateful for it. I love helping now. I've decided that this is what I like to do. I'm very grateful to be able to help. There are trolls, of course, I don't care about them. Um, but the, 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 the people that I'm able to help, I, I like being able to do that. But it is a lot of pressure and uh, it is a lot of responsibility, I feel. Uh, I've talked to some friends and they're like, just stop responding to these people. And it was like, no, I wanna help. Like that's who I, I wanna help every single person. And it is, it is exhausting. Uh, honestly, it's exhausting. The last couple of days have been so unreal. I never in my wildest dreams could have thought that I would have looked. Last week I had 36,000 followers on TikTok. As of this video, I have 90,000. And I'm sure by the time that I upload it and blast it all over the internet, it'll be 95,000. I don't know, something crazy has happened and uh, it was right place, right time for me. You know, people always wanna know the secret. How did you know? You know, I bought Kodak before Kodak went nuts. How did you know? Um, I, I had AMC before all of it. How did you know? And you're gonna hear a lot of scammers and a lot of course guys come out pretty soon um, who don't know anything about the markets. They, they've been trading for a year, maybe. You know, maybe they've read a couple books, maybe they watch a couple videos and they go, oh, I can, and, and, and this thing will end, right? I think I mentioned that earlier. GameStop, uh, GameStop and all of that, Wall Street will, in, will, will step in, uh, they'll pay fines, they'll change the laws to benefit them and hurt us, and they'll walk away laughing and they'll make their money back in no time. And that's, that's my, that's my opinion. Um, 
this is just what they do. They're they're evil and that's what they'll do. And they'll 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 walk off smiling and giggling and like idiots. And a lot of people who are just copying this trend. They're not warriors here. They're not trying to fight and bring down Wall Street. They're just copying trends. They're gonna get devastated. And they're gonna say investing's not for me. And it is for you. It should be for you. You should be investing. And that's why I have this channel. That's why I started all of this to help a couple of people. And it grew. It exploded. And, uh, you know, the point is, I'm trying to get through your messages. Um, if you see this, I am trying to respond to your comments. The comments are popping up so fast and furious. I cannot literally keep up. I literally cannot keep up. I don't, I don't know how people like The Rock uh, does it. How do they do it? Um, I mean, I know they probably have teams of people who are reading these posts and comments and stuff. I'm sure Rock like posts a photo and throws his phone and never looks at it again for the rest of the day. Um, but I am not like that. I am reading through every comment that I can and responding to as many people as I can. And um, if I don't respond to you, it's not because I'm ignoring you. If I don't respond to you, it's because I probably didn't see your comment. Um, and if you if you are, look, a lot of people are asking repeat questions, which is fine. People are curious, they wanna learn. Read through the comments. Um, you know, I might've answered it for someone else and just that's when I stopped commenting because I gotta like breathe and eat and like do other things. Um, I am trying. If I don't get to you, it's not because I'm ignoring you. Uh, just remember that. So anyway, one of the things about the show is we talk about what happened last week. We'll talk about what happens next week in the markets. What will happen next week is anybody's guess as it is every time. Um, usually on this show, I will come out with my notes and I will talk about what companies are having earnings this week. Earnings Whisper is a great Instagram account that you can follow. They, they list the top companies that are having earnings for the week. It's a great page. You can all follow it. Um, I didn't do that. Uh, this week because like I said my Instagram my TikTok account has gone from 36,000 to almost a hundred thousand in, in just a few days and The videos that I'm doing. I'm just it's exhausting So I'm a little unprepared and it's also probably why this episode is bouncing all over the map And if I had any sort of editing skills, I would just edit this video to seem more cohesive and less all over the map But uh, I'm not going to do that because I'm, I'm lazy and I need to eat and I need to drink some water and um <laughs> Normally, that's what I would talk about. Here's the news. Uh, here's the news that might affect the markets. Oh, COVID and the vaccine and the slow, it's slowing down. You know, I would have, I would talk about stuff. Um, AMC and GameStop are at the front of everyone's list right now. I think I mentioned earlier in the show, um, the, the amount of shares that the company has outstanding and the short interest, right? So GameStop had not a lot of shares and a lot of short interest. For AMC, it's a little bit of a, of a flip situation. There's um, hundreds of millions of shares outstanding. The number is iffy on, on which site is accurate. Um, they have 300 million shares outstanding. How many the float actually is could be considerably less or maybe just a little less. Um, and the number of shorts are down here at about 44% and now it's closer to 80%. Now here's the thing. On Ameritrade, it's, it, it says that they have to disclose their short positions once a month. They're reported once a month. Um, so when AMC and all these things, when they, when they reported their shorts, the cumulative number of shorts was around 44, 42%. Uh, 42%, not 44, 42%. There are other websites like highshortinterest.com that are reporting a much higher number. Apparently, 
I don't know. I don't know how they get it. Someone in my TikTok said that they uh, that they the, the data is actually reported in some places twice a month and Ameritrade just is a little lagging. I don't know. I'll, I'll look into it. High short interest says at 80%, 78% short. So it is an absolute possibility that there could be another squeeze for AMC. I, I think I said it. I don't remember. I'm sorry. I'm tired. And I've done a lot of videos and a lot of talking over the last couple of days. Shorts, they're shorted because people think people like us or hedge funds or institutions think that the stock is grossly overvalued or, or shouldn't be as high as it is. Boom, it tanks. They're going to short it. They're going to bet against it because they think the earnings aren't there or the company, the growth is slowing. Usually when there are shorts, it's because people don't believe in the company. And I think I also mentioned this, but there's that always never ending battle between the longs and the shorts. There are the people who are long the stock really believe in it. And there are people who are short the stock who don't believe in it. And they always bat heads. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, that's me slamming my fists together. They always butt heads. So there's, there's short squeezes. They happen. They happen all the time. They don't happen and, and they don't always happen. So people are saying like, what's the next stock that has a, a lot of shorts against it? Cause it'll go up. Not necessarily. Just cause they have a lot of shorts doesn't mean it goes up. The only reason that it's happening now is because of course what's Reddit is doing. Usually it's, it's much different, right? There could be short squeezes um, when the long investors go, no, no, the shorts are wrong. We're right. This is a good stock. And then they get squeezed out and it goes up a little. Do they go up 2000 or 2400% in a, in a week? Usually no. When I, and that's why when I say this is not normal, this is a once in a lifetime event, uh, I mean it. Um, you can look at like Volkswagen. People are saying, oh, like well, Volkswagen went up several hundred percent in, in, two, in the whenever, a long time ago. The, the point is it's not the norm, okay? Short squeezes don't go up thousands of percent in days. And for people who are going, it is now, haha, Reddit, we win. I'm sorry to say that you're wrong because Wall Street will change the rules. I'm repeating myself because I tried to film this video earlier this morning and I kept starting and it kept cutting off, cutting off. And so I'm confused as to like, did I say it in this video or was it talking in an earlier video? So I'm just gonna stop talking. That's the end of this episode. Thanks for watching. If you like this channel, please like and subscribe. Uh, AMC might go nuts tomorrow, might not. Uh, don't put in more than you're willing to lose. Please be careful. Uh, trust, don't, you know, don't trust everyone on the internet. Just like I trusted those guys back at my gym years ago. Please don't do that. Um, do your own due diligence, do your own research. Um, throw a little in if you're curious, just for kicks, uh, but have a plan. And if that plan is YOLO, I'm in till I'm, till I'm broke, then that's your plan. <laughs> uh, and disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor, so, you know, uh, yeah. Thanks for watching. Have a good week. We'll see. Follow me on TikTok. I'm going to be doing updates, I'm sure, throughout the course of the week. It's going to be, I think, probably pretty exhausting and wild. And uh, I don't just mean from my TikTok thing, which who knows where this thing could go over the course of the week. I'm blown away. I'm humbled. I'm appreciative of everyone who's been following. Keep asking your questions. I'll get to them eventually. Uh, and um, I think this week will be wild, other than TikTok, just because of the markets in general. And let's keep an eye on what Wall Street's going to do because they're going to fight back. They're not going to sit there and take this, right? They're Wall Street. They're not, you know, this isn't, this isn't like the game has totally changed and we run them now. This is Wall Street is regrouping. They got punched. They got hurt really hard.
They lost billions. They're going to regroup and they're going to retool and they're going to come back. And nobody knows when it's going to be and nobody knows what they're going to do. And so, yeah, GameStop could keep going up. AMC could keep going up. If you are in this to make them pay, then you want to be diamond hands and you don't want to sell. If you are in this because you need some money, because you are being hurt because of COVID, uh, you're going to be a paper hands coward and people are going to make fun of you. But fuck them. It's your money. It's your financial decision. And it's your financial finances. It's your money. It's your money. You can do with it what you want. Um, it depends on what side of this fight you're on. You know, if you're here to make a little money and pay some bills, that's the side you're on. If you are on the side of uh, Wall Street, uh, then you can go, you know, eat a butt. And if you are on the side of, um, uh, you know, these Reddit people who, who want to hold and make them suffer, just understand that they outnumber you in the shares that they own. Um, and when they pull the rug out, they're going to pull it out and they're going to make a lot of money on this. And a lot of people are going to get hurt. Um, so I think I've covered everything there is to cover. I'm going to go not take a nap because it's 8 o'clock almost. And, um, you know, thanks for following. Thanks for watching. Stay tuned. This week's going to be a doozy.